Good morning. My name is Elmer Lunsford. I'm reading the scripture today. We'll be reading from Psalms 32. I don't know what CEB means. Common English Bible. Correct? Thank you. My pronouns are he, him, daddy, I mean, grandpa. So, the one who's wondering what wrongdoing is forgiven, whose sin is covered over, is truly happy. The one the Lord doesn't consider guilty, in whose spirit there is no dishonesty, that one is truly happy. When I kept quiet, my bones wore out. I was groaning all day long, every day, every night, because your hand was heavy upon me. My energy was stopped as if in a summer drought. And I'm not sure what, is it Selah? <clears throat> so I admitted my sin to you. I didn't conceal my guilt. I'll confess my sins to the Lord, is what I said. Then you remove the guilt of my sin, Selah. That is why all faithful should pray to you during troubled times, so that a great food of water won't reach them. You are my secret hideout. You protected me from trouble. You surround me with songs of rescue. Selah. I will instruct you and teach you about the direction you should go. I'll advise you to keep my eye on you. Don't be like some senseless horse or mule whose movement must be controlled with a bit and a bride. Don't be anything like that. The pain of the wicked is severe. But faithful love surrounds the ones who trust the Lord. You are righteous. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad. <clears throat> All those hearts are right. Sing out. Enjoy. In January, we led a class for people that were uh, going through a split or a divorce. And in the middle of that conversation, someone mentioned... Katie Vandenberg and um, I thought she's like someone called her a divorce doula uh, I don't think you call yourself that you're more of a coach but either way I, I still like doula I think that's a really cool way to say it after navigating her own divorce in her mid-20s and helping countless friends through theirs Katie became a certified divorce coach in 2020 she guides clients through their divorces with grace and dignity while helping to preserve their finances Katie helps build a team of support professionals, sets reasonable expectations, manages deadlines, and clarifies the often confusing legal portion of the divorce process, empowering her clients to navigate a difficult journey with confidence that they would rather not be on is what she is most proud of as a divorce coach. She is also a ceramic artist, has two kids, and loves to hike. Katie and her husband, Ben, recently opened Muse Gallery in Morton, which is a landing spot for their businesses as well as an art gallery and space for other entrepreneurs. You sound like you fit right in here at Imago. I'm so glad that you're here and uh, just come on up and share whatever you need to. Is that right here? Does it raise up? I don't know what I'm doing. Knock it down. Awesome. Thank you. Can you hear me? Awesome. I am so glad to be here. 
Uh, truly, I have heard so many wonderful things about your church, like social media, friends. I see some familiar faces here. My neighbors are Carol and Larry Brown, who can't be here right now, but they live two doors down from us and just absolutely wonderful people. We adore them. So thank you so much for having me here. And I have to say, this is perfect because going through a divorce is like walking through the darkness and you don't know where you're going. You have no idea. And that's why I got into this, because I went through my own divorce, and it was awful. <laughs> it was a horrible experience, and I didn't even have children, and it was a horrible experience. You have no idea where you're going, what you're doing. You're putting often blind trust into professionals that cost a lot of money and hoping that they're leading you in the right direction. And unfortunately, it doesn't always work like that. So when Pastor Melinda invited me to come here and talk with you all today about what I do, telling me that you Focus on, is it community? Is that kind of the theme for February was community? I love that. I love that you want to help people get through this well. I love anything, honestly, that involves strengthening communities around us. And honestly, as a divorce coach, I see that the lack of community or the dissolving of community is one of the top causes of sadness, depression, and loneliness for my clients. I divorced my high school sweetheart when I was 25 years old. We had been together for about eight years. Now, this was almost 20 years ago now, so it's been a while, but I still distinctly remember people telling me what I should do and the corresponding feelings I had about them telling me. Well-intended well, well suggestions, but everybody wants to tell you what you should do when you go through this. This included friends, family, my ex's family, and even people I just met, like literally in an evening, and suddenly they, they think they're experts on my life. So to begin to understand how we can be a good ally for somebody going through the divorce process, we have to understand that this decision that this couple made is not an impulse decision, even though it might seem like that to us. They might be sitting here in this room right now, or it might be friends, or you might be friends with them on social media, and you see their highlight reel, and you think, oh, they're so cute, they're such a perfect family, and then we find out they're divorcing. And we're like, wait a second, guys. Have you talked about this? Like, are you sure? <laughs> Did you really, have you really considered all of your options? I've yet to meet anybody who's making a snap decision on the divorce process. And I have yet to meet anybody that hasn't done every single thing in their power, sometimes to the point of humiliation, to save their marriage. And I have yet to meet anyone who, despite making every attempt to save their marriage, and knows it's time to divorce, isn't utterly heartbroken about it. We're heartbroken because when we divorce, we're not just divorcing our spouse. We're learning how to be away from our kids half the time. We're losing friends sometimes, those, those friend groups that are our couple friends. The dreams of our future, of growing old or retiring with this person, are shattered. Those are gone. Our finances might be shrinking. We might have to leave our homes that we've made. Every single thing that we know to be real and true about our personal lives is changing. And I think kind of the worst is we question our own sanity. After all, we are the ones that made this decision to marry this person that we kind of can't stand right now. So what other bad decisions are we making in our life? So when a divorcing person is questioned about if they really tried by their family or peers or if they're really sure about this decision, they're now put in this position to have to validate their reasons to you. And let me tell you, it is not easy <laughs> to sum up an entire breakdown of a marriage 
along with detailed attempts to salvage your relationship when you bump into your mom's friend in the bread aisle at Kroger. So Pastor Melinda asked me to share some ideas on how your congregation can be a community and be an ally to someone who's divorcing. These are ideas that I not only learned myself, but through clients after I've been doing this now for about three years. Don't ask them why, ask them what. So think about maybe at your job or in a committee, you've worked on a special project and you've worked so hard and you've made these decisions and they ask you why you did something. We automatically go on the defense. We wanna defend our work, our choices, our decisions, and we feel critiqued. But if they ask what questions, what did you learn about this topic? What did you read to learn about this process? What can we do better? Those questions allow us to give facts, and facts are not emotionally charged. So some questions you can try. This is, this is actually you know, active, active things you can do. What feels most stressful to you? What has been the hardest part of this transition? What do you most look forward to in the future? That is one of my favorite questions, because when you are going on this journey, it is, you can't see the future. You have no, it's so hard. And so to step outside that, you just are so focused on what's right here. And emotionally, you need to be able to step outside that. You have to have some hope. So give them a chance to talk about that hope that they have. What support do you need from me? And what times of day are hardest for you? Because when you ask those questions, those are going to give you much better direction on how you can actually help them. And find out when. When is another action word. When tells them that you are ready to step in. When tells them that you're available as a support partner. And when puts it on your calendar. So open up your calendar when you're asking them when and make note. So when can I help you pack? If they have to move, that's going to be a really hard, traumatic process for them. So be there for them. Help them move. When can I bring you dinner? When is it hardest to manage your schedule with kids? This is another favorite question. Because if any of you have been in this process with children, you know that sometimes your spouse doesn't show up on time for that transition. Or they like to make things difficult. Or maybe you are in the mode of you have two children and one is little and needs a nap or go to bed, but you need to pick up a child from an activity. And it's really hard to do now that you're single. You used to be able to leave them home with, with that other parent. So when is that hard? And when can you show up and be there for them? When can you help drive their children somewhere? And when can we grab coffee? Or when can we get a drink? Help get them out. Get them, you know, so they have to put on real clothes, real pants. <laughs> you know, not just the stretchy pants, but real pants. They can go out and get something and do something with you. And finally, sit with them. And I don't mean this in the figurative sit with them in their trauma and their space like we, we see. I mean literally go sit with them. Because one of the hardest parts about being newly single is feeling alone. So pay attention to this, especially in your congregation when there might be a family, a couple that's divorcing, and they both, both might still be here. So I'm going to give an example. At our school, a few years ago, in our school we can go inside and, and wait. We kind of have a special circumstance where we can go in right before pickup and hang out, and the parents like to talk. And there was a family that was divorcing a few years back. And it was a toxic divorce. It was not going well. But I noticed that one partner always had people around them on their days of pickup. Fan, you know, friends and talking and laughing. And the other one didn't. The other one would have to sit there alone. No one wanted to talk to that person. So I would go sit with them and talk to them. Otherwise, they were just on their phone. And I did this because I wholeheartedly believe that when both partners feel supported, the divorce is going to be better for everyone. When people feel alone, they tend to act out in anger. 
And who is the easiest to take that anger out on? Their partner, the person they're divorcing, or their children. I've had my belief about this validated by clients who tell me how alone they feel and how angry they are with their partner for putting them in this situation, either by choosing to divorce them or maybe by making their life so miserable they had to divorce them. It makes them want to dig in their heels. It makes them want to just make the divorce process difficult. It makes them sabotage things, and it makes them not hesitate to cause World War III because their partner wants a cookie sheet, and so they're going to use this as a fighting point. But once they find a new friend, maybe a new hiking partner, she mentioned that I love to hike. I really believe getting out in nature is so good for us in these moments. A small group at church that welcomes them, they can rest more easily. They don't feel so alone. They don't feel excluded. Their anger eases as they start to see glimmers. I mean, I think you guys set this up just for me here. This is so perfect. Those glimmers of your new life starting. And they decide to help the process move forward with their soon-to-be ex-spouse together because being single doesn't feel quite so scary anymore. Now I'm going to switch gears just a little bit and talk to those of you who might be considering the divorce process. I'm not going to call anyone out or anything weird like that. I don't know who, if you are, and you maybe you're not. I, you know, if you're not, that's wonderful, but you're bound to know somebody who is or meet somebody at some point in life who is. When you go through the divorce process. Everybody wants to help you. I mentioned that earlier. Everyone wants to give you advice and tell you what you should do. They have well-intended suggestions, and they mean well. Proceed with caution. When we are stressed and anxious and we're going through the divorce process, it's easy. We just want to get it over. Like, just close my eyes, dive in, and get this over with, because this is horrible. But too often, people leap and make bad decisions without doing research, and I can't tell you how many phone calls I get, and they are probably the hardest phone calls for me to get with people who are nine months into the divorce process, angry, nothing has happened, everything's gone wrong, and they've spent $15,000. I ask them who their attorney is, and they give me a name of someone who is a criminal lawyer or a bankruptcy lawyer, and I ask them why they hired them. She, she's the niece of my mom's best friend. I thought I could trust her. <laughs> I'm sure you could if you were going to jail or at risk of bankruptcy. So proceed with caution with referrals. E even divorce attorneys, because not A, I mean, this might come as a shock, but not all divorce attorneys are created equal. But also, the divorce attorney that I had when I was 25 years old with no children and a lifetime of income ahead of me is very different than the attorney I would recommend to somebody who is the primary income earner with four teenagers that they have to put through college in the next 10 years. So you have to really do your research, and that is a huge part of what I do for my clients. So at this point, I I'm open to questions. If it's too personal, you don't want to talk about it here, I'm going to be out in the lobby afterwards for a while. I have a ton of water bottles, like logo bottles. I have a lot. Please come take one from me to, so I don't have to take them home. Um, <laughs> I have business cards, so if now is not the good, right time and you want to talk more about something, just text me. Texting is great for me. So, but any questions for, from you right now about the divorce process or how you can be a good community? It is a really hard thing to do, and I guess that goes So, A, I think... At the end of the day, both parties have some stake in why they're getting divorced, even if it was from the decision to divorce or marry in the first place and that wasn't the right fit, whatever the reason is. Both people have some 
accountability for the divorce process. Nobody was perfect. And the problem I see is so often we get uh, one-sided stories. Um, so we don't really know what's true and what's not true. It might just be their version of events. So I think um, not choosing sides, that's a hard thing. But I think that when you're in this moment, I still think being kind, <laughs> which I know sounds easier said than done, but just to be a supportive person because knowing that you're supporting the other one, the person that might be the jerk, might help make it easier for the person that you are really closer to and being kind to them and supporting them because the easier it is for them, the easier it is gonna be for the other people too. Does that help a little bit? Okay. Okay. Thank you all so much. I'll be here after a while, so come out and say hi and grab a, grab a bottle. <laughs> Take one from me, please. So thank you.